we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors, come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Camp house time again at Kinder Outdoors. Definitely deer season. I can step outside the camp house any day of the week early in the morning and hear rifle fire carrying across the miles. Welcome back to the Kinder Outdoors camp house located just a couple of miles outside of Alvord, Texas, God's country. Front door to the camp house brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch down in the Texas Hill Country. We get away as often as we can to Joshua Creek. The bird hunting is spectacular, year in and year out, consistently the best bird hunting in Texas. They have a kennel with about 100 well-bred bird dogs, well-trained, well-mannered bird dogs, but you can still bring your own if you'd like, and you'll also benefit from those little flushers, those little English cockers. You're going to fall in love with them and want to take one home. I'll tell you that right up front. Go bird hunt with my friends Joe and Ann Kerchival at Joshua Creek Ranch. Hunt, sleep, and eat five-star at Joshua Creek Ranch. My special guest on the show today is an old friend. I thought it might be time to catch up with Craig Boddington again. Craig, as it's reflected on his website, is a hunter, journalist, and adventurer, and has done as much to share his in-the-field experiences with the rest of us as anyone that's ever walked the planet. Many thousands of his articles have been published. He's written over 30 books, served more than three decades in the United States Marine Corps, retired out of the reserves in 2005 with the rank of colonel, served in the Gulf War in 91, the Persian Gulf in 2002 and 3, and has circled the globe with rifle, pen, and camera in hand more times than he could even begin to guess. He's hunted every country in the world except Antarctica. Only penguins there, and he'll tell you he doesn't hunt penguins. <laughs> I really look forward to my visit with Craig Boddington today. I think you'll enjoy it too, so grab yourself a cup of coffee and slide on in here by the fire. You're amongst friends in this camp house at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, I need to say congratulations to Chad Razick. He's from Montgomery, Texas, down there by Conroe, just north of Houston. His 15 bass total, weighing 47.2 on Table Rock Lake, earned a big fat $202,000 check. And maybe even more importantly than that, the 2023 Major League Fishing Toyota Series Championship and an automatic berth in the Major League Fishing Red Crest Championship. Congratulations, Chad. Well done. Hey, I got a note from the folks in North Dakota this week for the deer hunters that are traveling to or hunting in the state of North Dakota. They said, hey, be careful. The deer opener was yesterday, Friday, November the 10th. Started at noon. Today, the first full day of deer hunting in North Dakota. And they want you to be careful and aware of thin ice. If you're walking across the edge of a cattail slough, you're going to find some of that ice thickness in the middle. It's not the same as along the edges. Be real careful about walking on frozen stock ponds, sloughs, creeks, and rivers. Things are just starting to ice up. And a warning from the folks in Oregon, but this is really nationwide. In Oregon, they want you to watch out. It's peak migration time for a lot of different animals. Vehicle collisions with deer and elk tend to peak in October and November when migration, not only migration, but breeding, puts them on the move, too. A lot of us, like right here in Wise County, Texas, 
are seeing an increase in the number of dead deer on the roads over the past three weeks. Rut movement has started across much of the United States. Bucks chasing does, especially the younger bucks right now in this area, and they're paying no attention to you. Therefore, be alert, especially in areas with dense vegetation along the road and around curves. A fellow was hunting in the Gravelly Range the other day, Gravelly Mountains, Montana, and said he was charged by a grizzly. He was fortunate he acted in time shooting and killing the bear at close range in self-defense. He was not injured. The hunter was not injured, but I'm sure it took him a little while to stop shaking. The bear was an adult female grizzly with no known conflict history. The investigation revealed that she appeared to be digging a den near where the encounter took place. And while we're in Montana, this blew me away. I checked the email the other day and had a note from Kyler Nearison, the communications director for the Attorney General, Austin Knudsen, Montana Department of Justice. Kyler said, hey, I heard Billy on the radio this morning talking about the otter attack on three women floating a river this summer here in Montana. Well, it was in the news again because the trooper that responded to these folks received a life-saving award for swimming across that river in full uniform and gear and carrying a medical bag to treat the most severely injured woman. Plus, got a life-flight helicopter safely landed at the location. When I see people march against our police and our good authority and the principles that built the greatest nation on planet Earth, makes the hackles on the back of my neck stand up. Thanks for letting me know about this courageous officer, Kyler. And thanks for the note, Kyler Narrison from the Attorney General's office there in Montana. I've spent a lot of time and money hunting and fishing your state, Kyler. <laughs> hey, here's what you need to do. Call all of your buddies and head to Joshua Creek Ranch for a high-volume European-style driven pheasant shoot. How about a 1,000 pheasants in one day? Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. Let's grab a cup of coffee. This is professional hunter Ivan Carter with Kinder Outdoors. When we venture into Dallas-Fort Worth for conventions and expos and Christmas shopping and family visits and football games and whatever, we stay in the cabins at the Vineyards Campground and Cabins on beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas. Each cabin has its own individual living social area and kitchen, dining room table. The kids and grandkids will love the loft, and you and your wife will enjoy the peaceful privacy of your own bedroom. One thing I really love about the cabins at the Vineyards Campground and Cabins in Grapevine, Texas, is that I can park my truck right outside my door. No elevators, no getting up in the middle of the night and peeking out the window at the mass of vehicles to see if mine's still there, unmolested. I pour myself a cup of coffee from the supplied coffee pot in my vineyard's cabin and enjoy a view of the lake from my front porch. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins, Grapevine, Texas. VineyardsCampground.com Rock Island Auction Company proudly presents the largest firearms auction in Texas history. The world's number one firearms auction house has expanded to Bedford, and their inaugural three-day event is filled with world-class firearms for collectors, shooters, and hunters alike. 
So mark your calendar for Rock Island Auction Company's December 8th, 9th, and 10th Premier Firearms Auction. This unprecedented event is open to the public, and so is the December 7th Preview Day. We'll see you there. For more information, visit rockislandauction.com. Rock Island Auction Company, where history lives. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, sea mounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and it's time once again to invite you to our annual Jim Shockey Classic two-day charity event where we all get together to celebrate and honor those who have served and sacrificed. All of us deeply admire the invaluable sacrifices made by our military personnel. 100% of the proceeds fund all expense-paid Shockey tribute hunts through the Freedom Hunters Military Outreach Program. In addition to the golf tournament, there will be a sporting clay tournament on Sunday morning before the banquet. So join me April 14th and 15th, 2024 at the award-winning Barnsley Resort in Adersville, Georgia, nestled in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains. Visit JimShockeyClassic.com to sponsor, to register, or to donate, and also to learn more about our great event. I really hope to see you there. Ag Texas, the name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. This is Kinder Outdoors. You know, before the break, I was talking about Joshua Creek Ranch in Bernie, Texas, uh, northwest of San Antonio, about 45 minutes. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. When you cross the creek, Joshua Creek, as you pull through the main gate to the place, your cares and troubles melt for a day or two while you hunt up on birds, eat great food by yourself with the family or maybe it's a corporate trip. They sell memberships now to make the ranch more accessible to you year-round. Memberships in 
individual, corporate, and family for all of you to enjoy the place more. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. I always enjoy my visits with the very well-traveled Craig Boddington. Craig, welcome back, my friend. It's good to have you. How you been? Billy, I'm good, and it is so good to hear your voice. What have you been up to lately? You know, I've been working way too much to go sit out there and try to shoot a big Texas whitetail, but that's that's all about to change, Craig. <laughs> good. <laughs> I never know where in the world my friend Craig Boddington is when I catch up with him, and I'd like to know, where do I find you today? Well, I'm I'm actually I'm in Paso Robles, California. I'm, I'm at home. I'm sitting at my desk, and I was uh, writing a book chapter. <laughs> ah, I was just enjoying, I was enjoying a Craig Boddington book chapter this morning. Folks, I want to recommend this. If you'll go to craigboddington.com and click on videos, you're going to find there that you can have Craig Boddington himself read some of his writing to you. And I was just learning about muskox and thoroughly enjoying my morning. Uh, with Craig Boddington. Those those are just awesome, Craig. I'm glad you took the time to record those. Well, thanks, and, I, and I'm very sorry you didn't have anything better to do with your time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good stuff, so check it out. Uh, and, and you're always a busy guy. i got a lot going on, and we're going to get to that in just a few minutes. You've, you've, you've traveled countless times around the, the world. I think you've hunted, I read that you had hunted every continent except Antarctica. Is that correct? Well, there's there's nothing to hunt there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, trust me, we don't hunt penguins. Uh, no, I, I haven't haven't been there. I I want to see it. Uh, so that's that's kind of a bucket list. I, I would I would like to see Antarctica. However, I really hate cold weather, so I don't know if I'll get that done or not, Billy. <laughs> you know, with every birthday candle, I hate it even more, Craig. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> hey, uh, you've hunted all over the world many times over, but it all started for you on a farm in Kansas. And when people think of Craig Boddington, they don't think about a pheasant hunter. But, hey, that was your youth, right? Well, it, it, it was, but now I, I did not grow up on a farm. I, I grew up on the western edge of Kansas City. Uh, Dad, Dad was a horse guy, and so we were... We were outside a lot, but he was a bird hunter, and, and uh, in eastern Kansas in those days, Billy, we had the most fantastic bobwhite quail hunting you can imagine. Every every hedgerow had a, mm. had a covey or two, uh, and we hunted pheasants too, but we had to go we had to go pretty deep into western Kansas in those days to hunt pheasants, because, you know, we're talking, I hate to say it, but we're talking almost 60 years ago. <laughs> Did you, in uh, in your neck of the woods there in Kansas, not too far from your house uh, growing up, uh, you guys had prairie chickens, am I wrong? You know, we did. We we absolutely did. Uh, they're kind of in the Flint Hills, and they were certainly more plentiful back then than the, than they are today. At least that's that's my impression. Uh, I, I didn't take very many of them, but but uh, we hunted them occasionally. And uh, now here's a, a funny thing. I don't know how many of our, our listeners will, will know eastern Kansas at all, but when I was in college, uh, when I was at the University of Kansas, uh, oh, the Marine officer instructor, the major at our NROTC unit, had a buddy who was at Olathe Naval Air Station, uh, which is pretty much doesn't even exist now. But anyway, Olathe Naval Air Station had some of the, 
had some of the last unturned prairie in eastern Kansas. And Olathe Naval Air Station in the in the early 70s was full of prairie chickens. Oh, I can see this coming. There's a hunt about yeah. to happen. So I, I did get in there a couple of times. I did. We did get in there a couple of times. There were there were ways. But but though but Olathe, Olathe Naval Air Station was lousy with prairie chickens back then. Amazing. Wow. Isn't that? It's just so amazing to me to sit and watch it. And you know, life is short. We're, none of us are here very long at all. But just in our lifetime, Craig, to see the changes and the things that have happened, you were talking about the grouse populations. Uh, things change and morph right before our eyes uh, over time. And time of, well, and, and you really do. I mean, uh, my farm is in southern Kansas, which was really kind of off my beat when I was a kid. But we're in the southeast corner, and and it used to be fantastic bobwhite quail country and. You know they're they're just they're just gone. I've got a few cubbies on the farm, but but we we don't shoot them. We just don't have enough. I I wish we I wish we did. Uh, what we've got today is uh, turkeys are down right now, but we've got a lot of turkeys, and they didn't exist in Kansas when I was a kid. And and we've got a lot of white-tailed deer, and they also didn't exist in Kansas when I was a kid. Yeah, there are some people that are listening to this, especially the younger generation, that are going to say, now, wait a minute. Did Craig Moddington just say there were no white-tailed deer in Kansas? Kansas is famous for white-tailed deer, but in your neck of the woods growing up, you didn't have them. It was a no, big deal. No, we really deal. didn't. We, we were, Billy, deer were, deer were declared extinct in the state of Kansas in the 1920s. <laughs> and there were literally zero deer in the state of Kansas until – they started to filter in during World War II, and uh, we didn't have a modern deer season until 1964. So I was I was almost a teenager, uh, and growing up, uh, I spent my uh, my high school years working on our Boy Scout camp during the summers, and uh, well, all the time I was in scouting, heavens, we never saw any deer. If we even saw a track, we'd go look at it. Yeah, it was a big deal if you guys uh, came across any sign of a white-tailed deer. It, uh, it it sounded like myth uh, more than fact back in those days. But that's the truth. In Kansas, it was difficult to find a white-tailed deer. But you did take some expeditions, I guess, early on. You hunted mule deer out west some? Sure. Uh, I got interested. Dad was not really interested in rifles, but I was fascinated. And so uh, when I was young, we started going both to Colorado and, and Wyoming for uh, whitetail and mule deer, uh, that's just uh, simply because we didn't have any at home. And uh, so that's really how I got to go in different places. Uh, uh, and obviously, I, I've never quit. <laughs> no, you have not ever quit. Hey, uh, we're going to take a short break. But before we go, Craig, tell us where we can find you online and take a look at what you're up to. Uh, best place to find me always is at uh, com. We've got a lot of cool stuff on that on that website, and that'll give you links to some videos. And uh, we've got a, an endorsed outfitter program going, and uh, uh, that'll give you a, a link to our YouTube. And uh, uh, obviously, we've got a section on books and uh, everything else. Yeah, and I tell you what, if you're considering a hunt anywhere on planet Earth, I don't care if it's Kansas 
or uh, Africa, wherever you want to go, you need to first take a look at Craig Boddington Endorsed Outfitters because this guy's been there and done it several times over and can give you some really good advice moving forward. So during the break, CraigBoddington.com. Check that out. Craig, if you would, hang on. We'll, we'll uh, kick it off again in a minute. Sounds good. I'm here. Thanks, friend. My friend Craig Boddington is sharing a campfire and a cup of coffee with us this morning at Kinder Outdoors, and I'm sure glad that you are too. Hey, take a minute to let us know where you are and how you listen. AM, FM, Sirius XM, podcast, broadcast, megaphone, we'd like to know. Drop by kinderoutdoors.com and leave a note on the door, please. Thank you. I'm Craig Boddington. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it at Kinder Outdoors. If you ever stop just once in West Texas at the very unique Herdware store and visit with the very unique Cecil Miskin, you'll make it a regular stop every time you pass by. We are on US-287, which is one of the oldest and most major U.S. highways still. We are 40 miles south and east of Amarillo. H-E-R-D, Herdware Store. We've got bison leather goods, vests, chaps, dusters, and bison hide coats, bison leather belts and wallets, bison leather shoes, art. We've got western artifacts. We've got native artifacts. The only way we can describe it is all things bison. If you're not interested in bison, don't stop. If you're interested in bison, come on and plan on spending 15 minutes to two hours and enjoy yourself. The only rule that we have in the store, and we've had it for many years, and we've only had one person ever break our rule, is if you're not having fun, we're going to ask you to leave. The most unique stop between the Gulf and the Pacific, Cecil Miskin and the Herdware Store, herdware.net. At Marksman, we know firearms. Our mission is to guide and educate, whether you're new to firearms or an experienced, skilled shooter. We offer a large selection at reasonable prices with staff that's truly knowledgeable and always puts the customer first. Military and first responders get a 10% discount, and we offer free 90-day layaway. For guns, ammo, optics, or accessories, head to Marksman Firearms in Granbury, Mansfield, Colleen, or Wichita Falls. Make your mark at Marksman. Hey, the 2024 version of the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo will be in Dallas at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center. The DSC Convention and Sporting Expo, one of the biggest conservation fundraising events in the United States or, quite honestly, around the globe. Registration is now open for the DSC Convention and Sporting Expo 24. Act now. Purchase your day passes and banquet tickets. Learn more at biggame.org. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, 
quailcoalition.org. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org Somewhere over this horizon sit a million little dictators eager to purge humanity of its hunting instincts. Contrived emotions flood from their air-conditioned, glass-paneled, Wi-Fi-enabled habitats over the mountains and out into the wild from which they hate to admit they emerged. Their foolish quest to force nature to fit their feelings threatens the survival of every living thing on our planet. If their fevered tantrums are ever imposed, the Earth will be ruled by the deadliest combination in the natural world, human ignorance and human arrogance. Travel another path, the truest path, nature's path. Trust the hunter in your blood. Tis the season to be jolly. Deer season, turkey season, dove season, duck season, season backstrap. Come on in to the Kinder Outdoors Camp House. Brought to you in part by my friends at Fortiflora, America's number one canine probiotic from the trusted name Purina. Fortiflora. Craig Boddington is my special guest today. Thanks for hanging on, Craig. No problem. Now, you know, we could talk about whatever you want, Billy, but, but I want to share with you two two really funny stories about about Kansas whitetails because I would love Kansas, to hear these. Kansas is a famous whitetail state now and, and we've got uh, we've got really I think some of the best deer hunting in, in the country. Uh, high high buck to doe ratio and in, in part this is because Kansas is a really strict one buck state. That's that's all you get. And as a landowner I I wish I had an extra because I've got some nasty cull bucks that that need to go and and really that's where I spend my tag every year as I I look for a buck that nobody else wants but but we can't we can't really manage our bucks without sacrificing a tag but but anyway uh, uh you, we've got a mutual friend a fellow named Larry Weishun right Oh sure yeah yep oh yeah well when when Larry Weishun uh, who is a great guy and and uh, a card carrying whitetail biologist, which I am certainly not. But when when uh, Larry Weishun was first out of college, uh, he went uh, 
he was looking for a job. Uh, he graduated from Texas A&M, which is a, a great wildlife biology school, one of the best. Uh, so he interviewed with Keith Sexton, who was uh, uh, then uh, one of the head guys at the Kansas Fish and Game Department. And they offered Larry a job uh, right out of college to be uh, head of the whitetail, head of uh, the whitetail program in Kansas. And, no uh, kidding. I, I did. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, they did. And Larry thought about it and turned it down because he was from Texas and he turned it down uh Telling uh, telling uh, Sexton, uh, he said, "Well, he said, really appreciate the offer, but uh, I think I'd rather work in a state where I've got a chance of producing some really top quality whitetails." <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I did I did something equally dumb. Uh, I was stationed on Okinawa in. Uh, uh, I want to say uh, 1976, and uh, so I was talking to Dad, and we had a, we had a, it was a radio thing back then where you'd say, "Hey, Pop, how you doing?" Over. He said, "Fine, son. How you doing?" Over. And uh, so he said, uh, "So, Craig, he said, listen, he said they got this new thing uh, called a lifetime hunting license." He said, uh, and man, it was cheap back then. He said, "So, uh, should I buy you one?" And uh, so I thought about it for a minute because, of course, that was Kansas was still my home of record. And uh, so I was technically a resident, even though I was overseas. And I told you, oh, Pop, I said, thanks. But I said, you know, I said, our our deer hunting isn't really all that good. I can always <laughs> buy a three-day bird license. <laughs> and so this was, this was 19, uh, probably 1976, and we didn't have – a single non-resident license sold until the mid-90s. Kansas didn't allow any non-resident deer hunting until the mid-90s. So with that with that one little stupid statement to my dad, I cheated myself out of 20 years of Kansas whitetail hunting. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and, and that lifetime license, that lifetime license back then, Craig, was probably every bit of 100 bucks, you know? <laughs> I, yes, if, if it was, it was nothing. It's it's a lot more today, but but it is a wonderful thing to, to have and to hold. Uh, Kansas roots, and from there, uh, you started writing in college. When I was a kid, I always wanted to write. I just didn't know what I wanted to write about. Uh, it took me a w little while to learn that, and uh, so I, I started submitting articles even when I was in high school. Uh, got, you know, colleagues in the business who proudly say that they sold the first story they ever s submitted and never looked back, and uh, uh, I'm going to call horse pucky on that. I built up a boxcar full of rejections before I sold my first story. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah, well, and you, but you hung with it. You stuck with it, and we are all so glad uh, that you did. You've hunted so many species around the world in so many different environments, uh, Craig. And I know you said earlier that you just hate the cold. Uh, but what what are some of the prettier places that you've hunted that really pop in your memory? Oh wow. Uh... Well, my Kansas farm is for sure one of them. Yes, buddy. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> no, I, you know, how can you not love the Rocky Mountains? Uh, and, uh, 
you know, some parts of Africa are, are, are drop-dead gorgeous. Uh, the East Africa is, is, is the Serengeti, the Serengeti type region is, is probably some of the prettiest country in, in, in all of Africa. But if I had to, if I had to name the prettiest country I've ever been in, uh, would be Northern British Columbia, Southern Yukon. Uh, love Alaska, but, but that, that, uh, Northern BC, Southern Yukon, it's a lot softer country than Alaska. It's quite a bit further south and, uh, just the mountains aren't, aren't terribly high. Uh, there's still a lot of timber in the valleys. Uh, uh, it's that Northern BC country with the pristine lakes and, and, and streams is, uh, uh, really just absolutely some of the prettiest country I've ever seen. Haven't been there much. Uh, hunting up there is pretty expensive, and I haven't spent as much time up there as I wish I had or wish I could. But uh, I, I still think of that as probably the prettiest, the prettiest piece of country I've ever seen. I'm sure you were hunting big game up there, but the, as a bird hunter, I can tell you that B.C. is on my list. Um, I understand that the uh, the bird numbers up there are just phenomenal, and they're not pressured hardly at all. And you can get into lots of different species of birds up there. Some really good ones, huns. And yes, the, the a whole a whole uh, bevy of different grouse are up there. It, it really is fantastic, fantastic country. And of course, it it varies. I was actually just in Alaska two weeks ago hunting brown bear down on the peninsula, and and uh, did not get a bear. Happens. Uh, made a run, saw a big bear three different times, and uh, made long and laborious stalks on him. And by the time we got to where we'd last glassed him, we could not find that bear. Uh, just <laughs> vanished, just swallowed up by the earth. But what there was up there, I have never seen a ptarmigan hatch like this here. Oh, my gosh. There were really? thousands, literally, literally thousands of, of, of ptarmigan. I don't think I've ever seen such a profusion of upland game birds as, as, as I saw two weeks ago. And, of course, you know, you get a bad winter and the numbers go way down. But this was obviously an exceptional hatch. And there were, there were flocks of two, three, four, five hundred ptarmigan. And we oh, could blast word. them from our little spike camp every morning. I just had so much fun watching them. Now, obviously, we're bear hunting. I should have took a shotgun into that camp, but I didn't. <laughs> mm. That makes me want to take a load of uh, puppies, bird dog puppies up there. You could really make a bird dog with those kind of birds make bird dogs, Craig. And I, I would love to get some puppies into those birds and just watch oh, them have 100%. fun. Oh, hundred percent. One of the uh, one of the guys at base camp had a absolutely magnificent little uh, Labrador Retriever puppy, and that dog is getting some good work this fall. Mm -mm -mm. I guess so. Hey, I want to talk to you about your Kansas farm and your upcoming whitetail season and what you're seeing out there and, and your excitement about that. I also want to let people know that they can find you. You still actively write for public, different publications, uh, and they can find your, your videos online at craigboddington.com. Everything they need to know about you, craigboddington.com. Can you hang on one more time? Sure, absolutely. Put his name up there with Hemingway or anyone you'd like. He's earned it. Craig Boddington, this corner of the camp house, is brought to you by Calming Care. It very gently, over time, settles the overactive dog, the overbarker, the overjumper. If that's your dog, learn more about Calming Care. Let's stretch our legs and grab a biscuit.
Ken Kirkaby needs to be in your deer blind, camp house, or favorite fireside chair. An outdoor author that understands and lives the outdoors. In Red Stick 1, Florida game warden Virgil Clary takes off his badge to track down a killer in the wilderness. Christopher Camuto of Gray's Sporting Journal calls Red Stick 1 a tightly written novel of pursuit and redemption. A pleasure to read. Ken Kirkaby's books are gritty, realistic, and action-packed. The Tournament, Red Stick 1 and Red Stick 2, all available on Amazon. Rock Island Auction Company proudly presents the largest firearms auction in Texas history. The world's number one firearms auction house has expanded to Bedford, and their inaugural three-day event is filled with world-class firearms for collectors, shooters, and hunters alike. From historic Colts and Winchesters to spectacular sporting arms, your new favorite gun is waiting for you. So mark your calendar for Rock Island Auction Company's December 8th, 9th, and 10th premier firearms auction. This unprecedented event is open to the public, and so is the December 7th preview day, where you can view and handle history. It's a full day in their brand new state-of-the-art facility for you to touch, see, and inspect any of the collectibles in this massive three-day event. It's been called the museum you can touch. Come find out why on December 7th, then stay for three days of the largest gun auction Texas has ever seen. That's December 8th, 9th, and 10th. We'll see you there. For more information, visit rockislandauction.com. Rock Island Auction Company, where history lives. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. If you offer goods or services to the outdoorsman or woman, Kinder Outdoors is the perfect place to spread the word. At Kinder Outdoors, we reach tens of thousands of hunters, anglers, and outdoors folks each week that would appreciate hearing about you. For more information, visit kinderoutdoors.com and click the Advertise button. Then, view our media kit. Outdoor gear and skills are in high demand right now. Let us hear from you. Millions of crucial dollars have been produced through the years as a result of the DSC Convention and Sporting Expo in Dallas, and this January, we'll do it again. Join me, Corey Mason, DSC CEO, January 11th through the 14th at the Kate Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center in Dallas for one of the most important conservation fundraising events on the planet. Fabulous auctions, silent, in-person and online, banquet halls filled with like-minded outdoors men and outdoors women, and one-of-a-kind auction opportunities, more than 950 vendors featuring the very latest gear, clothing, outdoor-inspired art, and unique jewelry. Meet face-to-face with the most accomplished and accommodating outfitters from every place that you can dream of. New Zealand, Canada, Tajikistan, Idaho, or Mexico. The very best outfitters in the business will be at the DSC Convention and Sporting Expo in Dallas, January 11th through the 14th. More details are at biggame.org. Freedom Hunters. They say thank you to our very bravest and finest in a very special way. Uh, we're a 501c3 military outreach program. We take servicemen and their families out on outdoor ventures, mainly hunting, fishing, shooting trips all around the country and internationally, too. These trips are more than a thank you and a good time, far more. It invigorates them. The healing comes out of it. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. I started it just as a thank you, as a give back. I had no idea the therapeutic value of these hunts. I mean, it it just changes them. You can see it in their eyes. When they show up at camp, they're quiet and and reserved. By the end of of camp, they're opened up and uh, 
you know, chatting with other veterans. It's amazing. You can go on our website. We've got a donation button or just email us and say, hey, here's the opportunity. We'll fit a vet into that opportunity, whatever it is. Freedomhunters.org. give thanks to God above for his blessing on our rights to hunt, fish, and fill our freezers with healthy protein. We celebrate that in this camp house at Kinder Outdoors. That's the sound of the little eared, E-A-R-E-D, eared dove uh, from Argentina. When you go to Argentina to participate in those fabulously famous dove shoots down there, this is what you'll be chasing after is the eared dove. I highly recommend it. They kind of growl at you a little bit. <laughs> Kinder Outdoors brought to you by Fortiflora, America's number one canine probiotic. Listen, all of our dogs suffer from GI upset from time to time. So all of us as dog owners should have Fortiflora in the fridge and on the ready. It works. Fortiflora. Learn more about it at kinderoutdoors.com. Craig Boddington, my special guest today, outdoorsman, uh, television host, writer, world-class hunter. Craig, thanks for joining me. Thanks for hanging on. Yeah, you bet, Billy. I'm right here. Uh, do you enjoy the shows? Because, Craig, that can, that can be a real grind one after another. Well, you know, back-to-back shows are terrible. Uh, my voice really doesn't hold through uh, more than a, more than about three or four days of any given show, and if I have a break, it comes back. I it is a grind. These are the show days are extremely long, but but I do enjoy it. It's a, a great chance to really visit with folks and to find out what people are thinking about, uh, and you really see what's going on in the industry. I, I enjoy the shows tremendously. I don't do as many as I used to, but but I certainly do. Dallas Safari Club, and I uh, obviously I do Safari Club International. Uh, Dallas will be in Dallas this year, and then uh, Safari Club International is going to be in Nashville again, and that was a, a wonderful show last year, and I think it's going to be even better this year. Yeah, one thing that uh, we've had a lot of fun doing through the years is uh, at Dallas Safari Club, uh, a group of us get up on stage and just have fun. It's not real hardcore stuff. We just have a lot of fun. I hope we get to do that again. That'd be that'd be a blast. I hope so too. That was fun. Yes, sir. Craig Boddington is my guest. He is uh, deep in Kansas soil. His roots go deep in Kansas. And uh, boy, something that's there on your farm now that wasn't there when you were a kid are white-tailed deer. What's your upcoming season look like? Are you excited about it, Craig? Oh, I'm I'm always excited about it. Uh, we've had you know Southeast Kansas is not normally subject to drought but we're in we're in the second year of a of a very serious drought uh uh we've got i mean we've got enough water on the uh, around but but the creeks aren't a lot of the creeks have not been running uh we've had very little rain this year we got good rain about uh, 10 days ago in the food plots the winter wheat is starting to come up uh, but the food plots are not what i wish they were and you know, antler growth is going to be down. Uh, last year, we could really see it. We could see where the rains quit. Uh, the the bases were fine and the beam length was fine, but 
you could really kind of see where the points were typically a little shorter than they should have been. And unfortunately, I, I kind of expect much the same this year, but we've, we've seen some good bucks around. Uh, uh, our bow season is, is ongoing and, uh, uh, rifle season is is always starts the Wednesday after Thanksgiving, and and I focus more on on the rifle season certainly for guests. Uh, but I was out in the woods uh, day before yesterday. I just got back to California yesterday. Uh, I was out in the woods day before yesterday uh, checking on a couple of stands, this and that, you know the normal. And uh, it was just like mushrooms sprouting overnight. Last week there weren't any scrapes. And this, the and day before yesterday, there were fresh scrapes on almost every trail. So that that was really just like mushrooms popping overnight. It's the darndest thing I've ever seen. And the hair stood up on the back of your neck. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, now that gets me going. Yes, it does. And it never gets old. Why soon? And I were talking about this last week. It never gets old. We uh, typically text each other from the blind about – 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning on opening day of Texas Whitetails, and uh, we were just commenting to each other how this just never gets old, Craig. It's just like when you were a kid growing up. No, it, it really is. It, it, it's very exciting, and, and uh, yeah, we've seen uh, a few nice bucks on trail cameras, but I don't, I don't run a lot of trail cameras, and they don't do you much good out in the woods anyway, so I never know. I never know exactly what we're going to see. I'll know of a few bucks that are hanging out here and there, but but it's always a surprise. Yeah, and you know what? It's the hunt itself. My goal is uh, two big fat does for my freezer this year. That's my good for you. It's the hunt. It's the hunt. Craig Boddington, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, who are you writing for? Do you have a new book out there? Are you working on something? What do we need to know about you right now? Well, I'm I'm really writing uh, writing for the folks I always have written for. Uh, uh, I'm in uh, Peterson's Hunting and Guns and Ammo and Rifle Shooter, the uh, the Outdoor Sportsman Group publications, and uh, then I write for Sports Afield and I write for uh, uh, Safari Club International's uh, magazines and their and their newspaper, and uh, uh, write a little bit for the Wild Sheep Foundation and uh, a little bit for the Boone and Crockett Club and. Uh, uh, yeah, I keep busy. About uh, average, average of about eight deadlines every month, and uh, don't know how much longer I can keep that up. But I still enjoy it. Uh, the sitting down to write is is reliving the moment, and it, it it still is fun for me. Yeah, that's good because when we read it, it's still fun for us. We really appreciate your uh, your work and have all these many decades, uh, Craig. And I have one final question for you and. My audience would not forgive me if I didn't ask you a gun question. So here we go. When Craig Boddington leaves his cabin at his Kansas farm to go hunt white-tailed deer, what rifle does he pick up? Well, you're going to love this because everybody has this this picture of Kansas as as wide open wide open fields, whether corn or wheat or soybean, where you're going to have to reach way out across uh, uh, to have a, to have a decent opportunity. Well, uh, my little corner of Kansas isn't like that. We're kind of at the southern extension of the Flint Hills, but where I am, the Flint Hills aren't open. The, the ridges are completely covered in oaks. So I'm in, uh, in pretty much climax oak forest. And uh, so 
so when I when I go hunting this fall, I'm planning on taking one of the new uh, Ruger Marlin 3030s, uh, lever action 3030s, <laughs> the model <laughs> the model 336. <laughs> I was I was uh, going through the gun cabinets yesterday, and I held in my hands an old Marlin 3030 that nice. I've had I, that I've had for 40. <laughs> uh, Craig, it's always a wonderful pleasure to talk to you. More uh, enjoyable in person. We'll make that happen soon, my friend. Good talking to All you. Right, and thank you. Thanks. Sounds good. Talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures young lives changed. Kids that just were not in the school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, Contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at KinderOutdoors.com. You're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors. Our office doesn't look out over the lake. It is the lake. This is Kinder Outdoors. In our home are two absolutely gorgeous axis deer mounts. Um, the, the work came from my friend Roy Holdridge at True Life Taxidermy, Granbury, Texas. The axis deer came from Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Yes, they are Beretta-endorsed, shooting sportsman-endorsed. Orvis endorsed, Federal Select endorsed. They are named best of the best by the best for their bird hunting and lodging and dining. But don't overlook the Axis deer hunt at Joshua Creek Ranch. Book now for next summer. That's right, next summer. Axis deer are hard horned in the summer, and there are no set season dates on Axis deer in the state of Texas. They are an exotic, so they're Legally, the same status as a feral hog. You can shoot them any time. And now, from the mount on the wall, let's go to the freezer. <laughs> There's nothing better on the table than Axis deer. Book a hunt and stay with my friends Joe and Ann Kerchival at Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Hey, weekend before last, I meant to mention this last week, but weekend before last in the state of Missouri, it was youth deer season. Um, I know that pretty much every state has a youth 
weekend uh, where they get a jump start on the on the season. The youngsters get to go hunt. Uh, but the state of Missouri does a really good job of keeping tabs on how many deer are harvested by the kids. And young hunters in Missouri over the weekend of October 28th and 29th harvested 11,118 deer during the early youth portion of the firearms deer season. I just wanted to mention that and say how cool that is, these young hunters getting uh, started. Uh, 11,000 deer sounds like a lot. That's actually down more than 2,000 deer from last year's early youth portion of the season. Missouri's Servid Program Supervisor Jason Isabel says he attributes that to the rain. Yep, they needed the rain, but they kept a lot of young hunters out of the field on that rainy October weekend youth season. Hey, why don't you go hunting today? Get out in the woods and enjoy the outdoors. My friend Ray Sasser wrote about that. One of the problems with writing about outdoor sports is the difficulty in keeping score. You know how many runs are scored in a baseball game, and baseball details are recorded to the point of minutia. How many casts has Lefty Cray made? He's the fly fishing equivalent of Noah Ryan, after all. What was his ratio of casts per hookup? How many wind knots did he throw, and how often did he rely on a row cast rather than a traditional cast? Nobody knows, nor does anyone care, not even the most ardent Lefty Cray admirer. Keeping score is not the point of fishing. Oh, I know, there are people who fish for a living and accumulate paychecks based on an ounce more bass divided between a five-fish limit. Those people can tell you how many casts they're capable of making per minute with each type of lure. When a fish bites, they hold the rod tip in the water to discourage the fish from jumping and possibly shaking the lure. Professional athletes argue with the referees trying to get away with rules violations and generally do anything possible to win. They're keeping score. It's the final score that counts. Outdoor sports are done for the pleasure of participation, and although fortunes are often spent in pursuit of these pastimes, the final score should be less important than the experience itself. To paraphrase the sports writer named Grantland Rice, what's important is not whether you win or lose, but how you play the game. We used to hear that a lot in children's athletics. I don't seem to hear it much anymore, and that's too bad. Our games and the way we tend to play them are a microcosm of our society. That's true even in outdoor sports such as hunting. Considering the occasional scandal involving the shooting of pen-raised lions or tigers or leopards or other exotic game. Seems that some great white hunters who care more about the final score than how the game is played will pay a considerable amount of money to shoot somebody's pet leopard released into a five-acre enclosure. There's really nothing new about this atrocity. Since the safari trade began, people with no real interest in testing their nerves and shooting ability on a charging line have paid professional hunters to shoot their game for them. All that mattered was the final score, the head to hang on the wall, embellished by a fabricated story. With the advent of realistic-looking fish replicas, you don't even need to own any fishing tackle to have a 10-pound bass hanging on your wall. And believe me when I tell you how much less expensive it is to buy a 10-pound bass replica than to catch the real thing. The person who buys such a prize is left poorer for having done so, and not just poorer in regard to the money paid for the fish replica or the pseudo-line. He has robbed himself of the experience of the game itself and the days spent afield in search of an elusive prize. Worst of all, he has robbed himself and his sport of dignity. Hiking, canoeing, birding, boating, fishing, hunting, and others' outdoors recreation can become competitive events. You can keep score on how far you hike, 
how fast you sail or paddle, how many birds you identify, how many fish you catch, or how big a deer you shoot. If final score is important, you're probably playing the wrong game. The person who scores his days of field on the number of fish caught or birds shot often will be a loser. The person who scores his days of field on the quality of each minute spent there will always be a winner, particularly when there's nobody watching. It matters how you play the game. We lost Ray Sasser a few years ago. We're so blessed and fortunate to have him on tape reading some of his own work, his own writings. This Corner of the Camp House brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch. High volume, European-style driven pheasant shooting experiences. Impeccable lodging, dining, and amenities. Perfect for your next corporate retreat. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, I'm going to slip over to the coffee pot. Be right back. Marksman Firearms at Outfitters Mission is to guide and educate customers, whether they're new to firearms or experienced, skilled shooters. They take the time to teach you which guns will properly suit your needs, as well as how to care for them to ensure the longevity and quality of your firearm. At Marksman, they believe every customer deserves a place to go that offers the largest variety at reasonable prices, with staff that's truly knowledgeable and always puts the customer first. For more info, go to MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. Rock Island Auction Company proudly presents the largest firearms auction in Texas history. The world's number one firearms auction house has expanded to Bedford, and their inaugural three-day event is filled with world-class firearms for collectors, shooters, and hunters alike. So mark your calendar for Rock Island Auction Company's December 8th, 9th, and 10th premier firearms auction. This unprecedented event is open to the public, and so is the December 7th preview day. We'll see you there. For more information, visit rockislandauction.com. Rock Island Auction Company, where history lives. When that buck of a lifetime finally shows himself and your years of preparation successfully collide with golden opportunity, you'll want to preserve that memory for a lifetime. Make sure that you're as well prepared for what happens after the shot as you were leading up to it. Don't take chances with your taxidermy work. Roy Holdridge and True Life Taxidermy in Granbury, Texas, have taken care of my fondest outdoor memories for more than three decades. Fish, fur, feathers, all meticulously brought to True Life. The finest details matter to Roy and the artist at True Life, Granbury. True Life has been called upon to handle the precious memories of hunters and anglers from around the globe. Interstate and international trophy transport is turnkey with True Life. And they can handle all of your wild game meat processing as well. True Life Taxidermy, 4303 East Highway 377 in Granbury, Texas. And online at truelifetaxidermy.org. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. 
Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit JoshuaCreek.com. Smells like fish in here, and we're proud of it. Welcome to camp at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, welcome back to Kinder Outdoors. I'm glad you're sharing a campfire with us this morning, whatever you're doing. Uh, deer hunting, I know a lot of you are headed for the uh, deer woods today. Maybe you're a bird hunter, chasing quail in West Texas, or pheasants in South Dakota, grouse, sharp tails and huns in Montana, whatever and wherever. Send a picture. We want to know. I know we have a lot of fall fishermen out there as well. We'd love to get you up on the bragging board at kinderoutdoors.com. Think about us today when you're smiling for the camera. (laughs) Hey, I'm really happy to have Craig Boddington in camp with us this week, a legendary outdoorsman and uh, hunter, writer, photographer. Craig, thank you for being here. How are you? Billy, I'm good, and it is so good to hear your voice. What have you been up to lately? You know, I've been working way too much to go sit out there and try to shoot a big Texas whitetail, but that's that's all about to change, Craig. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I never know where in the world my friend Craig Boddington is when I catch up with him, and I'd like to know where do I find you today? Well, I'm I'm actually I'm in Paso Robles, California. I'm I'm at home. I'm sitting at my desk, and I was uh, writing a book chapter. Ah, I was just enjoying, I was enjoying a Craig Boddington book chapter this morning. Folks, I want to recommend this. If you'll go to craigboddington.com and click on videos, you're going to find there that you can have Craig Boddington himself read some of his writing to you. And I was just learning about muskox and thoroughly enjoying my morning. Uh, with Craig Boddington. Those those are just awesome, Craig. I'm glad you took the time to record those. Well, thanks, and, I, and I'm very sorry you didn't have anything better to do with your time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good stuff, so check it out. Uh, and, and you're always a busy guy. i got a lot going on, and we're going to get to that in just a few minutes. You've, you've, you've traveled countless times around the, the world. I think you've hunted, I read that you had hunted every continent except Antarctica. Is that correct? Well, there's there's nothing to hunt there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, trust me, we don't hunt penguins. Uh, no, I, I haven't haven't been there. I I want to see it. Uh, so that's 
that's kind of a bucket list. I, I would I would like to see Antarctica. However, I really hate cold weather, so I don't know if I'll get that done or not, Billy. <laughs> you know, with every birthday candle, I hate it even more, Craig. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> hey, uh, you've hunted all over the world many times over, but it all started for you on a farm in Kansas. And when people think of Craig Boddington, they don't think about a pheasant hunter. But, hey, that was your youth, right? Well, it, it, it was. But now I, I did not grow up on a farm. I, I grew up on the western edge of Kansas City. Uh, Dad, Dad was a horse guy, and so we were... We were outside a lot, but he was a bird hunter, and, and uh, in eastern Kansas in those days, Billy, we had the most fantastic bobwhite quail hunting you can imagine. Every every hedgerow had a, mm. had a covey or two, uh, and we hunted pheasants too, but we had to go we had to go pretty deep into western Kansas in those days to hunt pheasants, because, you know, we're talking, I hate to say it, but we're talking almost 60 years ago. <laughs> Did you, in uh, in your neck of the woods there in Kansas, not too far from your house uh, growing up, uh, you guys had prairie chickens, am I wrong? You know, we did. We we absolutely did. Uh, they're kind of in the Flint Hills, and they were certainly more plentiful back then than the, than they are today. At least that's that's my impression. Uh, I, I didn't take very many of them, but, but uh, we hunted them occasionally. And uh, now here's a, a funny thing. I don't know how many of our, our listeners will, will know eastern Kansas at all, but when I was in college, uh, when I was at the University of Kansas, uh, oh, the Marine officer instructor, the major at our NROTC unit, had a buddy who was at Olathe Naval Air Station, uh, which is pretty much doesn't even exist now. But anyway, Olathe Naval Air Station had some of the had some of the last unturned prairie in eastern Kansas, and Olathe Naval Air Station in the in the early seventies was full of prairie chickens. Oh, I can see this coming. There's a hunt about yeah. to happen. So I, I did get in there a couple of times. I did. We did get in there a couple of times. There there were ways, but but though but Olathe Olathe Naval Air Station was lousy with prairie chickens back then. Amazing. Wow, isn't that? It's just so amazing to me to sit and watch it and you know life is short We're, none of us are here very long at all but just in our lifetime craig to see the changes and the things that have happened like you were talking about the grouse populations uh, things change and morph right before our eyes uh, over time and time of well, and, and you really do i mean uh my farm is in southern kansas which was really kind of off my beat when i was a kid but we're in the southeast corner and and it used to be fantastic bobwhite quail country, and you know they're they're just they're just gone. I've got a few cubbies on the farm, but but we we don't shoot them. We just don't have enough. I I wish we I wish we did. Uh, what we've got today is uh, turkeys are down right now, but we've got a lot of turkeys, and they didn't exist in Kansas when I was a kid, and and we've got a lot of white-tailed deer and. They also didn't exist in Kansas when I was a kid. Yeah, there are some people that are listening to this, especially the younger generation. They're going to say, "Now wait a minute, did Craig Boddington just say there were no white-tailed deer in Kansas? Kansas is famous for white-tailed deer, but in your neck of the woods, growing up, you didn't have them. It was a no, big we really deal. Didn't we? We were Billy. Deer were deer were declared extinct in the state of Kansas in the 1920s. And there were literally zero deer in the state of Kansas until 
they started to filter in during World War II. And uh, we didn't have a modern deer season until 1964, so I was I was almost a teenager. Uh, and growing up, uh, I spent my uh, my high school years working on our Boy Scout camp during the summers, and uh, well, all the time I was in scouting, heavens, we never saw any deer. If we even saw a track, we'd go look at it. Yeah, it was a big deal if you guys uh, came across any sign of a white-tailed deer. It, uh, it, it sounded like myth uh, more than fact back in those days, but that's the truth. In Kansas, it was difficult to find a white-tailed deer, but you did take some expeditions, I guess, early on. You hunted mule deer out west some? Sure. Uh, I got interested. Dad was not really interested in rifles, but I was fascinated. And so uh, when I was young, we started going both to Colorado and Wyoming for uh, whitetail and mule deer. That's uh, just uh, simply because we didn't have any at home. And uh, so that's really how I got to go in different places. Uh, uh, and obviously, I, I've never quit. <laughs> no, you have not ever quit. Hey, uh, we're going to take a short break, but before we go, Craig, tell us where we can find you online and take a look at what you're up to. Uh, best place to find me always is at uh, craigboddington.com. We've got a lot of cool stuff on that on that website, and that'll give you links to some videos, and uh, we've got a, an endorsed outfitter program going, and uh, uh, that'll give you a, a link to our YouTube, and uh, uh, obviously, we've got a section on books, and uh, everything else. Yeah, and I tell you what, if you're considering a hunt anywhere on planet Earth, I don't care if it's Kansas or uh, Africa, wherever you want to go, you need to first take a look at Craig Boddington Endorsed Outfitters, because this guy's been there and done it several times over and can give you some really good advice moving forward. So during the break, craigboddington.com. Check that out. Craig, if you would, hang on. We'll, we'll kick it off again in a minute. Sounds good. I'm here. It is so easy to talk about my friends Joe and Ann Kirchival and their beautiful five-star Joshua Creek Ranch uh, because it's just good. <laughs> good is easy to talk about. Everything you touch has been thoroughly thought out, whether it's the bird hunting, the guided fly fishing, the duck hunts, deer hunts, axis, turkeys. Your stay, every detail will be planned perfectly by the folks at Joshua Creek Ranch. Forget something? Don't worry about it. A well-stocked pro shop at Joshua Creek Ranch featuring fine shotguns and fly rods. Pamper yourself a little bit in 2024. Go ahead and book some time now at Joshua Creek Ranch. More details at kinderoutdoors.com. When you drop your wild game off at Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing, go ahead, order up your ground meat and breakfast sausage. But don't stop there. We worked on a taco meat for three years to where women and kids would eat it, and a chili that we make now where you just take these things home and just throw them in a crock pot or fry them in a pan and they're ready to go. Our tamales are probably hands down to anyone's. They're double meat and, you know, masa and they're simple and they're and they're we just can't make them fast enough they're fully cooked all you got to do is poke two or three holes in the bag that we give them to you in and throw them in the microwave for three and a half minutes aside and it's like we just pulled them out of our steamer the day we made them these items have become staples in our home robin's favorite is the taco meat 
I'm partial to the tamales. And what a feast when we put it all together for friends and family. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing, just north of Fort Worth, about a mile from Cabela's as the crow flies. CinnamonCreekRanch.com. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, seamounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. Hey, the 2024 version of the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo will be in Dallas at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center. The DSC Convention and Sporting Expo, one of the biggest conservation fundraising events in the United States or, quite honestly, around the globe. Registration is now open for the DSC Convention and Sporting Expo 24. Act now. Purchase your day passes and banquet tickets. Learn more at biggame.org. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side. Pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. At a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority. Come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com It is the dream of the animal rights fanatics to suppress your most natural connection to the earth, to sell you a life filled with urban fascinations, to ignore that death is life's unwavering partner, together creating a relationship between predator and prey that makes it possible for us all to survive. To the hunter, this world's most honest steward, these fantasies are the poisonous, perverted manipulations of social misfits 
who would take this planet hostage. They should startle you and awaken you to trust the hunter in your blood. Hunters and fishermen are the backbone of conservation. Because you participate in the outdoors, our fish and wildlife and the places they inhabit flourish. Thank you from all of us in the Camp House at Kinder Outdoors. This corner of the Camp House brought to you by all of those great Purina Pro Plan formulas. Pick out the formula that is very best for your dog at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Craig Boddington, my special guest on the show today. Craig, thanks for hanging on. For hanging on. I sure do appreciate it, my friend. No problem. Now, you know, we can talk about whatever you want, Billy, but but I want to share with you two two really funny stories about about Kansas whitetails because I would love Kansas, to hear these. Kansas is a famous whitetail state now and and we've got uh we've got really I think some of the best deer hunting in in the country. Uh high high buck to doe ratio and in in part this is because Kansas is a really strict one buck state. That's that's all you get. And as a landowner, I I wish I had an extra because I've got some nasty cull bucks that that need to go. And and really, that's where I spend my tag every year. As I I look for a buck that nobody else wants. But but we can't we can't really manage our bucks without sacrificing a tag. But but anyway. Uh, uh, we've got a mutual friend, a fellow named Larry Weishun, right? Oh, sure, yeah, yep. Oh, yeah. Well, when when Larry Weishun, uh, who is a great guy and and uh, a card carrying whitetail biologist, which I am certainly not, but when when uh, Larry Weishun was first out of college, uh, he went. Uh, uh, he was looking for a job. Uh, he graduated from Texas A&M, which is a, a great wildlife biology school, one of the best. Uh, so he interviewed with Keith Sexton, who was uh, uh, then uh, one of the head guys at the Kansas Fish and Game Department. And they offered Larry a job uh, right out of college to be uh, head of the whitetail head of uh, the whitetail program in Kansas. And, no uh, kidding! I, I did. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, they did, and Larry thought about it and turned it down because he was from Texas, and he turned it down uh, telling uh, telling uh, Sexton, uh, he said, well, he said, really appreciate the offer, but uh, I think I'd rather work in a state where I've got a chance of producing some really top-quality whitetails. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I did I did something equally dumb. Uh, I was stationed on Okinawa in, uh, uh, I want to say, uh, 1976, and uh, so I was talking to Dad, and we had a, we had a, it was a radio thing back then where you'd say, hey, Pop, how you doing? Over. He said, fine, son. How you doing? Over. And uh, so he said, uh, so Craig, he said, listen, he said, they got this new thing uh, called a lifetime hunting license. He said, uh, and man, it was cheap back then. He said, uh, "Should I buy you one?" And uh, 
so I thought about it for a minute because, of course, that was Kansas was still my home of record. And uh, so I was technically a resident, even though I was overseas. And I told you, oh, Pop, I said, thanks. But I said, you know, I said, our our deer hunting isn't really all that good. I can always <laughs> buy a three-day bird license. <laughs> and so this was this was 19, uh, probably 1976, and we didn't have a single non-resident license sold until the mid-90s. Kansas didn't allow any non-resident deer hunting until the mid-90s. So with that, with that one little stupid statement to my dad, I cheated myself out <laughs> 20 years of Kansas whitetail hunting. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and and that lifetime license, that lifetime license back then, Craig was probably every bit of a hundred bucks, you know. <laughs> I yes, if, if it was, it was nothing. It's it's a lot more today, but but it is a wonderful thing to to have and to hold. Uh, Kansas roots, and from there, uh, you started writing in college. When I was a kid, I always wanted to write. I just didn't know what I wanted to write about. Uh, it took me a w little while to learn that, and uh, so I, I started submitting articles even when I was in high school. Uh, got, you know, colleagues in the business who proudly say that they sold the first story they ever s submitted and never looked back, and uh, uh, I'm going to call horse pucky on that. I built up a boxcar full of rejections before I sold my first story. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. Well, and you, but you hung with it. You stuck with it, and we are all so glad uh, that you did. You've hunted so many species around the world in so many different environments, uh, Craig. And I know you said earlier that you just hate the cold. Uh, but what what are some of the prettier places that you've hunted that really pop in your memory? Oh wow. Uh well, my Kansas farm is for sure one of them. Yes, buddy. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> no, I, you know, how can you not love the Rocky Mountains? Uh, and, uh, you know, some parts of Africa are, are, are drop-dead gorgeous. Uh, the East Africa is, is, is the Serengeti. The Serengeti-type region is, is probably some of the prettiest country in in, in all of Africa, but if I had to, if I had to name the prettiest country I've ever been in, uh, would be Northern British Columbia, Southern Yukon. Uh, love Alaska, but but that that uh, Northern BC, Southern Yukon, it's a lot softer country than Alaska. It's quite a bit further south, and uh, just the mountains aren't aren't terribly high. Uh, there's still a lot of timber in the valleys. Uh, uh, it, that northern BC country with the pristine lakes and 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 streams is uh, uh, really just absolutely some of the prettiest country I've ever seen. Haven't been there much. Uh, hunting up there is pretty expensive, and I haven't spent as much time up there as I wish I had or wish I could. But uh, I I still think of that as probably the prettiest the prettiest piece of country I've ever seen. I'm sure you were hunting big game up there, but the, as a bird hunter, I can tell you that BC is on my list. Um, I understand that the, uh, the bird numbers up there are just phenomenal and they're not pressured hardly at all. And you can get into lots of different species of birds up there. Some really good ones, huns. And yes. The, the, a whole, a whole, uh, bevy of different grouse are up there. It, it really is fantastic, fantastic country. And of course it, 
it varies. I was actually just in Alaska two weeks ago hunting brown bear down on the peninsula and, and uh, did not get a bear. Happens. Uh, made a run, saw a big bear three different times and uh, made long and laborious stalks on him. And by the time we got to where we'd last glass him, we could not find that bear. Uh, just vanished, <laughs> just swallowed up by the earth. But what there was up there, I have never seen a ptarmigan hatch like this here. Oh, my gosh. There were really? thousands, literally, literally thousands of, of, of ptarmigan. I don't think I've ever seen such a profusion of upland game birds as, as, as I saw two weeks ago. And, of course, you know, you get a bad winter and the numbers go way down. But this was obviously an exceptional hatch. And there were, there were flocks of two, three, four, five hundred ptarmigan. And we oh, could blast word. them from our little spike camp every morning. I just had so much fun watching them. Now, obviously, we're bear hunting. I should have took a shotgun into that camp, but I didn't. <laughs> mm. That makes me want to take a load of uh, puppies, bird dog puppies up there. You could really make a bird dog with those kind of birds make bird dogs, Craig. And I, I would love to get some puppies into those birds and just watch oh, them have 100%. fun. Oh, hundred percent. One of the uh, one of the guys at base camp had a absolutely magnificent little uh, Labrador Retriever puppy, and that dog is getting some good work this fall. Mm-mm-mm. I guess so. Hey, I want to talk to you about your Kansas farm and your upcoming whitetail season and what you're seeing out there and, and your excitement about that. I also want to let people know that they can find you. You still actively write for public different publications, uh, and they can find your, your videos online at craigboddington.com. Everything they need to know about you, craigboddington.com. Can you hang on one more time? Sure. Absolutely. After that long day of bird hunting today, make sure you fuel up your dog with the best. Pro Plan Performance Formula, 30% protein, 20% fat. It's at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Rock Island Auction Company proudly presents the largest firearms auction in Texas history. The world's number one firearms auction house has expanded to Bedford, and their inaugural three-day event is filled with world-class firearms for collectors, shooters, and hunters alike. From historic Colts and Winchesters to spectacular sporting arms, your new favorite gun is waiting for you. So mark your calendar for Rock Island Auction Company's December 8th, 9th, and 10th premier firearms auction. This unprecedented event is open to the public, and so is the December 7th preview day, where you can view and handle history. It's a full day in their brand-new state-of-the-art facility for you to touch, see, and inspect any of the collectibles in this massive three-day event. It's been called the museum you can touch. Come find out why on December 7th, then stay for three days of the largest gun auction Texas has ever seen. That's December 8th, 9th, and 10th. We'll see you there. For more information, visit rockislandauction.com. Rock Island Auction Company, where history lives. For years now, you've heard me talking about how I love Buffalo Wool products for keeping me warm in extreme cold and cool in extreme heat. Well, I'm not the only guy to catch on to Buffalo Wool. Craig Boddington hunts all over the world. He does it in Buffalo Wool. The Buffalo Wool Company didn't even know he was using the product until he sent them a note. That was just overwhelming and mind-blowing and, and such a gracious thing. And Mr. Boddington is just the coolest guy ever. And it's really neat finding out that somebody is using your product, doing something amazing. Was it last year, the um, guy that won the, the CV series alone, Clay Hayes, on TV, somebody sent us a picture of our socks hanging in his little shed there that... 
I had no idea that somebody would be doing that, but it's neat. And then the, the number of mushers that we get to see using it, and we've now become fans of the sport because because they're using it. Professional hunters, anglers, survivalists, and mushers depend on the Buffalo Wool Company to stay warm. You can, too. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com. Hi, I'm Corey Mason, CEO for DSC, inviting you to the 2024 DSC Convention and Sporting Expo. Again, we will be at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas, January 11th through the 14th. This celebration of conservation, education, and advocacy work is enjoyed by outdoors men and outdoors women from around the globe. Do you want to hunt Alaska, Africa, Scotland, or even just down the road from home? The DSC Convention and Sporting Expo will feature outfitters from every spot you can dream of. Fine art, clothing, jewelry, gear, and terrific opportunities await you and your family this January in Dallas. Nightly banquets, fabulous auctions both in person and online. Raffles for dream trips and gear. The 2024 DSE Convention and Sporting Expo at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas, January 11th through the 14th. Get more details about the auctions, banquets, hotels, and more at BigGame.org. Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria. The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 per days in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Castoria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air conditioned. Uh, it's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting CordobaDoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. The salty coastline breeze in Florida to the crashing shores of the great northwest and all prairies, woods, and waters in between, Kinder Outdoors is there. If you own a dog, I cannot recommend highly enough Purina Pro Plan and those great Pro Plan formulas. I know what you're thinking. Ah, you know, they're paying him to say that. Let me tell you something. Long before this radio show even existed, I was a ProPlan believer. I fed ProPlan since day one when ProPlan became ProPlan. It's the absolute best fuel for your hardworking bird dog or your lovable lap dog or your puppy, senior citizen, anything in between. So many great formulas and formulas for dogs with special conditions like an itchy coat or maybe an intolerance to grain. There's a ProPlan for your dog and you'll have a healthier dog in just a couple of weeks. Keep an eye on your dog and watch. You'll see it with your own two eyes. Purina Pro Plan at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Craig Boddington joining me. Thank you for hanging on, Craig. Yeah, you bet, Billy. I'm right here. Uh, do you enjoy the shows? Because, Craig, that can, that can be a real grind one after another. Well, you know, back-to-back shows are terrible. Uh, my voice 
really doesn't hold through uh, more than a, more than about three or four days of any given show. And if I have a break, it comes back. I it is a grind. These are the show days are extremely long, but but I do enjoy it. It's a, a great chance to really visit with folks and to find out what people are thinking about. Uh, and you really see what's going on in the industry. Uh, I enjoy the shows tremendously. I don't do as many as I used to, but but I certainly do Dallas Safari Club, and I uh, obviously I do Safari Club International. Uh, Dallas will be in Dallas this year, and then uh, Safari Club International is going to be in Nashville again, and that was a, a wonderful show last year, and I think it's going to be even better this year. Yeah, one thing that uh, we've had a lot of fun doing through the years is uh, at Dallas Safari Club, uh, a group of us get up on stage and just have fun. It's not real hardcore stuff. We just have a lot of fun. I hope we get to do that again. That'd be that'd be a blast. I hope so, too. That was fun. Craig Boddington is my guest. He is uh, deep in Kansas soil. His roots go deep in Kansas. And, uh, boy, something that's there on your farm now that wasn't there when you were a kid or white-tailed deer. What's your upcoming season look like? Are you excited about it, Craig? Oh, I'm I'm always excited about it. Uh, we've had, you know, southeast Kansas is not normally subject to drought, but we're in we're in the second year of a of a very serious drought. Uh, uh, we've got I mean we've got enough water on the uh, around, but but the creeks aren't a lot of the creeks have not been running. Uh, We've had very little rain this year. We got good rain about uh, 10 days ago in the food plots. The winter wheat is starting to come up, uh, but the food plots are not what I wish they were. And, you know, antler growth is going to be down. Uh, last year, we could really see it. We could see where the rains quit. Uh, the, the bases were fine and the beam length was fine, but you could really kind of see where the points were typically a little shorter than they should have been. And unfortunately, I, I kind of expect much the same this year, but we've, we've seen some good bucks around. Uh, uh, our bow season is, is ongoing, and uh, uh, rifle season is, is always starts the Wednesday after Thanksgiving. And, and I focus more on, on the rifle season, certainly for guests. Uh, but I was out in the woods uh, day before yesterday. I just got back to California yesterday. Uh, I was out in the woods day before yesterday uh, checking on a couple of stands, this and that, you know, the normal. And uh, it was just like mushrooms sprouting overnight. Last week, there weren't any scrapes. And this the and day before yesterday, there were fresh scrapes on almost every trail. So that, <laughs> that was really just like mushrooms popping overnight. It was the darndest thing I've ever seen. And the hair stood up on the back of your neck. Oh, and... boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, that gets me going. Yes, it does. And it never gets old. Wysoon and I were talking about this last week. It never gets old. We uh, typically text each other from the blind about 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning on opening day of Texas Whitetails. And uh, we were just commenting to each other how this just never gets old, Craig. It's just like when you were a kid growing up. No, it, it really is. It, it, it's very exciting. And, and uh, yeah, we've seen uh, a few nice bucks on trail cameras, but I don't, I don't run a lot of trail cameras, and they don't do you much good out in the woods anyway. So I never know, I never know exactly what we're going to see. I, I'll know of a few bucks that are hanging out here and there, but, but uh, it's always a surprise. 
Yeah. And you know what? It's the hunt itself. My goal is uh, two big fat does for my freezer this year. That's my good for you. It's the hunt. It's the hunt. Craig Boddington, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Who are you writing for? Do you have a new book out there? Are you working on something? What do we need to know about you right now? Well, I'm I'm really writing uh, writing for the folks I always have written for. Uh, uh, I'm in uh, Peterson's Hunting and Guns and Ammo and Rifle Shooter, the uh, the Outdoor Sportsman Group publications, and uh, then I write for Sports Afield and I write for uh, uh, Safari Club International's uh, magazines and their and their newspaper, and uh, uh, write a little bit for the Wild Sheep Foundation and uh, a little bit for the Boone and Crockett Club and. Uh, uh, yeah, I keep busy. About uh, average, average of about eight deadlines every month, and uh, don't know how much longer I can keep that up. But I still enjoy it. Uh, sitting down to write is is reliving the moment, and it, it it still is fun for me. My audience would not forgive me if I didn't ask you a gun question. So here we go. When Craig Boddington leaves his cabin at his Kansas farm to go hunt white-tailed deer, what rifle does he pick up? Well, you're going to love this because everybody has this this picture of Kansas as as wide open wide open fields, whether corn or wheat or soybean, where you're going to have to reach way out across to, uh, to have a to have a decent opportunity. Well, uh, my little corner of Kansas isn't like that. We're kind of at the southern extension of the Flint Hills, but where I am, the Flint Hills aren't open. The, the ridges are completely covered in oaks. So I'm in uh, in pretty much climax oak forest, and uh, so when I when I go hunting this fall, I'm planning on taking one of the new uh, Ruger Marlin 3030s, uh, lever action 3030s, <laughs> the model <laughs> the model 336. <laughs> uh, Craig, it's always a wonderful pleasure to talk to you. More uh, enjoyable in person. We'll make that happen soon, my friend. Good talking to All you. Right, and thank buddy, you. Thanks. Sounds good. Talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of outdoor adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics and they smile while learning. If you want outdoor adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at KinderOutdoors.com. Hey, thank you for hanging out with us today at Kinder Outdoors. I also want to thank my friend Craig Boddington uh, for spending so much time with us. I certainly want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we have together each week in this old camp house. Come back and see us next time around, okay? Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. Mm-hmm.